You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Larned Downtown Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. Today, we have Catherine Raw from Off Broadway Boutique. Catherine, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've uh, we mentioned before, but I've been twisting Catherine's arm for several months now, wanting to get her on, just because I admire um, her and and her business so much. Um, it's got Broadway in the name, so if we're having a downtown podcast about Broadway, I think that we need to have the Broadway boutique Most on. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, well, hey, Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I grew up in Larned for the most part. Um, we moved back when I was in fourth grade, graduated high school, went to Barton Community College, got a business degree, then went on to Fort Hayes and got an ag business degree. A lot of business preparation. Yeah, there, a lot of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, um, I got married in 2012 to Rye Roth, and we have two kids. They're four and six. Okay. So they keep us nice and busy. Yeah, no kidding. And you're on the volunteer on the economic development board um which i think what's our full title do you know our full title um learned area chamber of commerce and economic development wow okay <laughs> good luck <laughs> good luck putting that on a resume <laughs> yeah along with other, lots of other things around town sure i tend to not be able to say no i'm getting better well good, good. <laughs> obviously yeah that's i think that's something that we need to jared you're probably the same way i know you're the same way you can't say no um but a good, good problem to have. If people are reaching out, I've, I figured that if people are reaching out to me or, or whoever um, to be on a, a board or a movement, um, it must mean that they value you in some way. So I think that speaks a lot yeah, to you. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so yes, I, I'm curious, what did you uh, – I know that you are a full-time entrepreneur, full-time employee as well, mm-hmm. right? I so, am. Uh, where, do you, where do you work? My full-time job, I work for RCIS. It's Rural Crop Insurance Services. Um, we're owned by Zurich Insurance. Um, I'm a crop adjuster, and I started out in the field, but now I am fully remote and just um, key claims from my office at Okay. Home. So full-time mom, full-time employee, and then the business as well. So yeah. um, I guess that'll segue us into all about your business. Um I'm, what what made you, I mean, you have to have a pretty wild hair to say, I think I'm going to start a boutique. Um, well, <laughs> um, I started off with LuLaRoe. So it's a MLM um, pyramid type business. And then Sharon Towery asked me if I would be interested in having space and putting my LuLaRoe in when she opened the local mercantile. And LuLaRoe doesn't offer that, but I had kind of toyed with the idea a little bit in college of having my own business and just kind of put it off because it's a daunting task, to be honest. And so I took her up on it. She kind of helped me a little bit with a few places of where to look to get started. And then I just kind of went with it. Then COVID hit and it kind of put her out. Um, She couldn't really make it through that period and I couldn't bring all my stuff home that I had. So I took it over and have made it work the best I can. <laughs> okay. It gets a little overwhelming. Like last week, um, 
we were closed two days, Friday and Saturday. I had a sick kid at home, and Margaret had um, surgery. And Margaret's your employee? My part-time employee, yes. Okay, all right. She could almost be full-time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's still part-time. <laughs> right, because what are your hours? Um, we are Tuesday through Friday, 12 to 5.30, and Saturday, 10 to 2. 12 to 5.30, okay. Wow. Catherine, I, that's crazy. Full, that's pretty incredible. Full-time everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is, did you, did you plan on it? always being uh, you never planned on leaving your your job uh it's always been in the back of your mind of i have to set this up to work while i'm employed and have a business on this on the side Correct. basically yeah my yeah. full-time job our um, benefits and things are real important and i carry all of the benefits for our family yeah okay so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've always known and then like you know like retirement when you look at like your retirement stuff as um, a self-employed person that you don't have that where they match you mm-hmm. and it's huge yeah if we could we've never had this angle before um, because i think it's just so rare mm-hmm. that it, you know usually if you're if you have a business that eats up all of your time and then some so with the crop insurance when it's not the growing season we're re- pretty slow we have a few things like training and this year is a huge exception normally by thanksgiving we're wrapping things up so it makes it a little bit easier and then they don't necessarily care where I get my 40 hours in as long as I'm getting my work it done and my 40 hours done. To the listeners who have jobs, which I would imagine would be 99.9%. Yeah. Um, unless my brother's listening. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does not have a job. Uh, yeah, I'll give him that. But um, It's like a full-time job in itself. That's true. Sometimes. I'll give him that. Uh, but to those who are listening, be encouraged that you know if you have the entrepreneurial bug um it doesn't have to be jumping off a cliff into this abyss of question marks um catherine's done a great job in uh hedging that risk um, but also pursuing something that she's been interested in and and wanted to do for a long time so um maybe we should have started off with this but give us a a summary of your store Uh, who's it who's it aimed for okay yeah so my store um i try to do a decent amount of job to try to look at what everybody might like from high school to middle age ish so but i think my typical customer is going to be closer to my age so like in your 30s mom i tend to find that the things that sell best are going to be the things that I would wear. Mm-hmm. And so I try to be really good about buying more things that I would wear. Because sometimes when I'm just not in the buying mood, it's hard. And then I just buy things because I need something. And it's way easier to sell things that you like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's the point if you don't mm-hmm. like it, you know? Um, so are you pulling in a lot of business from out of town or is it primarily? Yeah. So you- we have lots of people our community's really fortunate we have a lot of people that come in from great bend kinsley maxville our neighboring towns come over a lot and i've noticed that but then i also have an online business and so i can sell anywhere across the u.s canada anywhere i can ship it and i ship quite a bit um it's gone down a little bit with the economy but i ship quite a bit wow that's pretty cool it is cool. I'd really like to grow up more. So if anybody has ideas, <laughs> yeah. I'm open. It's almost like an entirely another mm-hmm. business of yeah. doing it online. So right. not only are you a 
full-time mom, a full-time employee, with a full-time entrepreneur, but you have, essentially have two businesses in one. Yeah, for is the that, most part. Would that part. be fair to say? Like, yeah. I don't know much about the... So I have like a, so I have the online shop and they just buy and it's mostly a lot of it. I say mostly, but not really because I have a bunch of I can drop ship. So I have wholesalers that I load their things on and I never even touch the product. It just ships and mm-hmm. they do it. I just pay that you buy it off my website. They invoice me, and then I pay that invoice and they ship it. So, so how I don't do you have to touch that? Product. How do you get mixed in with that? Because that's such a foreign concept. Yeah. So. I um, have paid for several different, like, boutique um, training groups and different things like that, and they talk about it a lot in there. It's kind of where I got familiar, because I started off with just my own products on my own website. That's all I had. Um, My POS system is really good. It just automatically basically sets up your website with very little coding and things because that's not right. my alley. Yeah. In fact, I'm working to find somebody that can fix some of that because I know some of it's wrong in my store. I found a few things on my website that need fixed. but Just as far as coding goes? Yeah. Man. So like um, some coding errors can cause your um, store to run slower and my website runs a little bit slower than it should. Jared, I think this is the first time we're getting into coding on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know anything about coding, but it gets me excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of freaking me yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know it? anything about it either. So it's I have um, put out a job through oh, Leanne Siler. Siler talked about it and with Network so, Kansas. Yeah, with Network Kansas. Yeah. yeah, she talked about it and told us about it at the chamber. And so I'm giving it a try. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> so, Catherine, what's um with these two with having the off road boutique here in town mm-hmm. and then your online business what's that look like as far as marketing can you can you market those together or have you found something that's been successful for you um as i've as marketing goes done a little bit of both i've marketed it together i've also marketed it separate and i'm not 100 percent sure works what works better i'm really bad about looking at my insights on those things um a lot of my marketing currently has gone through eagle radio and so I need to get, I'm working on looking at places outside of that because I really want, my focus for this year is to grow my online store. Yeah. I think growing my online store, it doesn't only help me, it will help, it can help our economy or right. like our local. Right. As Cause well. you're, Cause I can bring more money in. Yeah. Pulling outside yeah. dollars. And the bigger my online website goes, the more people I can employ. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Is, is there a. The time of the year that's busiest for you, or is there a time of the year that just re- things fourth really quarter? Yeah, all Christmas. retail fourth, co- yeah. fourth yeah. quarter. <laughs> so does that mean but first quarter is the slowest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so as the chamber, of course, th- uh-huh. they put on a ton of events. Um, is there a specific event that you really look forward to? Uh, maybe outside of the Christmas time, because that's probably going to be busy regardless. I but I <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Easter one that we have coming up next okay. week. Yeah. So, Captain, for our listeners that are listening and they've kind of been on the edge of starting their own business and they're, they're hearing your story like, mm-hmm. you have no excuse to not start a business. What's one of the things that you've learned? Maybe just a few. Um, with a full-time job, you have to give yourself some good grace because you can't do it all. And sometimes you'll kind of um, – I tend to focus on my full-time job as much as I can because that is 
my reliable, dependable income that I have to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then my business gets put off to the side, but I'm probably the only one that notices that. Yeah, yeah. So in regards to, you said a a lot of business, um, or at least a chunk of business is coming from out of town. Mm -hmm. And we've talked with, with people on the podcast in retail, and they've spoken to the importance of having an experience to have these outside dollars coming in you know it it almost has if you're coming from great bend it has to be worth your time to come to learn it and, and kind of create this atmosphere so with that being said how do you view other boutiques in in town i mean is it truly competition or is it kind of um somewhere in between since you're almost all working together yeah i think it's somewhere in between i try to always think of it as um, a positive the more we have in town the more we can pull from outside of town to bring people in because yeah you don't want to go somewhere if there's just one place that you want to go right it makes it a little i mean you probably will eventually but you're less likely yeah to come in regards to your staffing um jared that's been a a heavy hitting item on the podcast of why businesses have closed um here recently because of staffing um it seems like that's a a constant or, or a strength for for you so yeah i got lucky um margaret was one of my mom's friends anyways um before and um i had had um sangers owned my building that i rent before and went before they left caitlin worked for me a little bit when i needed when i first took over i just needed somebody here and there like if the kids had an appointment or something and she was really good about being able to just kind of help a little and then when they left, I was needing to find somebody, but I was also getting a little bit more busy with my full-time job. And so my mom suggested Margaret. She'd retired and was kind of looking for a little something to do. I don't know. I probably gave her more than she wants to yeah. do, but she always seems happy, and <laughs> it's worked out. <laughs> Good. Try to keep it that way, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. As best as possible. So let's transition on to Brick Basics. Brick Basics, all about your building. He's got the radio voice, so I let him take mm-hmm. it. Um, so you touch on it a little bit. Sanger's had the building, but why did you choose that building specifically? Um, I didn't necessarily choose my building. Um, I took over the um, rental contract when Sharon moved out, and Sharon chose first. Um, it's been a good little location right off of Broadway, I would like to be on Broadway. It just hasn't worked out yet. Yeah. So whenever you took that over, did you have to do, were you allowed to paint or do anything? Um, So Sharon had done, there's two spots in there that have like, it's actually pallet boards is what it is, but it looks like barnwood on the wall. And she had um, put that up because those two spots had something else on them. And I don't remember what was there, Um, but she put those up. I don't think she painted. I know she cleaned the floors, but my stuff was already in the building when she decided that it wasn't going to work for her. And so I just kind of, I bought a few more fixtures and a few more things. Yeah. So just not much. And you're right, you're right across from Ace Hardware? Yeah. Okay. A little bit further west. Right behind Heart of Kansas. Okay. You mentioned that you would like to be right on Broadway, would you like it to be a bigger location or what would a perfect location look like? Maybe a little bit bigger. We've looked a lot at buildings, um, 
pre-COVID, we looked at buying and decide we have decided that we probably don't want to buy, um, prefer to rent. Um, maybe if the perfect thing happened, it we might buy one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's just a, that one's a hard one. Um, maybe a little bit bigger, but yeah. I don't want to have to do a whole bunch. Don't want to fix her upper. That's what I looked at. (laughs) What are some of the commercial real estate challenges that you see in Larned? Yeah, so a lot of the downtown buildings, they have their, a lot of them are two-story that have been available. They almost all need a roof, which is Mm -hmm. expensive, and then they need other work. So the buildings that we looked at to buy at that time, we were looking at at least a hundred the cost of the building plus like another hundred thousand just yeah. to get into it. And that with having a full time job and essentially the boutique is my side hustle. <laughs> right. Um, it just I couldn't make it yeah financially sound good in my head. Right. Well it's a big it's, it's a fun big to commitment. dream about though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and having a side hustle, there's there's uh a lot of safety in renting a building and not yeah. getting wrapped into it, a mortgage and, and whatnot. And then roof and, and construction costs. So, yeah. um, there's, there's a lot of risks. Um, and that's, I think that, uh, there are investors looking to, um, make these, find out the mm-hmm. ways that we can make these buildings work. But there's also this side of, of who do I rent to? So I think it's important to know that, yeah. that, there is demand on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the disconnect is, is is between the people looking for the buildings and the people wanting to invest in the buildings. Both don't see each other. Yeah. Um, so I, if we can mend that ground, I think that we'd see a lot of success um, in the in the future of of a, a partnership between investor and, and uh, the operations of, of things. Well, ready for some Broadway vitals all about downtown? This is my favorite segment, Cut the Crud. Yes or no answers only. To date, have you heard this segment yet? I um, haven't. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're in for it. You're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I always give background on this. Uh, just trying to not get lost in the abyss of happiness or, or uh, you know, just optimism. Um, cutting the crud, where are we at right now? Based out of Catherine's eyes. So, Jared, take it away. All right, Catherine. First question, visually, is our downtown appealing? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to qualify there, that as no. <laughs> <laughs> there are some spots that are, but overall. Okay. We'll talk overall. All right. Is our downtown thriving? Yes. Historically speaking, is our downtown trending in the right direction? Yes. Are you proud of our downtown? Yes. Does our downtown stand out? No. Do we have the right pieces in place for revitalization? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. You got through it. You always want to add more. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those, when you say no, you're like, oh, that's not really what I want to say. So, like, there are parts of our downtown that, no, they're not visually appealing. But then there are others that are very nice. Right. Um, and I think that we are working on them. Yeah. And then um, do we have the right pieces in place for revitalization? We're working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know our city's working on it. Our chamber has worked on it. There are local investors working on it hugely at the south end. Yeah. 
No, that's right. It, it is a hard question um, because it's such a broad question. But you're you're absolutely right. We can't take away from the from the shining spots. We just got to magnify them and and get yeah. them a little bit more infectious. And is our downtown trending in the right direction? I think it is now. I mean, yeah. we've added several new businesses. Um, we have some great revitalization going on um, in some certain areas. So I think we're headed in the direction. I, I'd say that our downtown is thriving is in a complete different sense than than historically Um, but if you do look at this past few years of of change we've had a lot of change in downtown and i would say that we are trending in the right direction i think one of the reasons i love cut the crowd is the yes or no answers only is whether it is based on opinion and it's not a matter of finding a right or wrong answer it's a matter of creating conversation yeah and it always does yeah so before we move on to Spitballers All About the Future, um, what do you specifically like about being downtown? Um, why are you trying to get onto Broadway? I like that all the businesses are close together, not like on top of each other necessarily, but close enough that you can walk through. So like somebody might be going into Country Seasons and look across the street and be like, oh, I should go into OPI, or they're over... I was trying to think of another, like at Perez Chiropractic, and they see Dress It Up, and they can just walk across the street, and yeah. there they are. Yeah. So, and our downtown's easily walkable. Yeah. Three, four blocks. Yeah. So. You could start at State Farm and walk all the way down and not yeah. be tired by the time yeah. you get down there. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit tired. Maybe a little cold. But yeah, Today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that is encouraging in itself that we have such a, relatively speaking, such a small downtown mm-hmm. to where it's really not that... It's a lot to, to handle in regards to fixing it up, but really, compared to other issues that the country's facing, it's not it's not yeah, too hard at all. Yeah. I always find it interesting when like people from Great Bend come over and they say, Larned has so much more shopping than Great Bend, because I, I like, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I could name off way more businesses yeah. over there, but okay, I'm glad you think that. Yeah, just let <laughs> Keep coming that. over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell more people that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jared, send us into Spitballers. All right, Spitballers, all about the future. Catherine, what can the city do to help the presentation of downtown? That's a hard one. We've discussed that a lot at chamber meetings and whatnot, and it's hard with the property ownership things because I think a lot of it is how how the empty buildings appear on the outside. Um, It would be fun to have some new murals. The mural that we have now is... Um, faded. Mm-hmm. That's a nice word, I think, to, yeah. s- to yeah. describe it's, it. It's old. Yeah. yeah, it's old. So I think those would be kind of fun to add. Um, but if you go to other downtowns, they have nice landscapings. And I mean, we used to have benches, but the benches have seemed to disappear. We used to have trash cans. And those have all, I don't think that there's any trash cans downtown anymore. And I just think those kinds of things could help clean up our downtown right. and make it look a little bit better. Yeah. It's, it's the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. So um, we really are in those sore spots, those sore buildings. Yeah. Um, it, the city and whoever is trying to make an effort to uh, revitalize downtown, that is a tough situation because there's not much that you can do, honestly. Yeah. But if we can control the things that we can control, yeah. um, it would be the amenities. And uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes the city has um come up with a uh a project um or at least proposed a project for a complete 
restoration mm-hmm. of of amenity basically yeah and i love looking at that um yeah. plan because it looks exciting incredible yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and then like i know we've been to lawrence several times and not in recent years but in the past and it's always fun to spot the jayhawks around town you know yeah. they have those big jayhawk stacked shoes something like that would be fun but i don't know how we go about doing that yeah so as a taxpayer it's all mm-hmm. it's all fun and games until we start talking about uh, taxes, which really the proposal of on the city didn't even include taxes. So I don't want to be misleading in that. It was more grant situation. But um, right. do you think it's worth more so the city's time to be to be focused on downtown, or do we think that we have bigger issues at hand? Um, I think our downtown um, should be a focus because um, if we can bring businesses in and shoppers in, it can help our tax base. Um, do I think that there are bigger issues? Somewhat, yes. I think that we lack on maintenance sometimes. Sure, yeah. And maintaining things. And it's not just our city. Yeah. I I respect that answer because a lot of times when you're on a downtown Lawrence podcast, yeah. uh, you get so self-centered um, about the conversation of, oh, we need downtown fixed up. But um, the reality is, is downtown's not everything. It, it uh mm-hmm certainly helps when you have a solid downtown but we can't attract um new families and things well if we can't maintain what we already have yeah Catherine, you mentioned that you're not you're on the economic development board what role does that play in the revitalization of downtown oh gosh i think that with revitalizing downtown can help with economic development because like if you're driving through a town and it looks run down and not well kept do you want to invest your, like if you're from the outside would you want to invest in that town and i just don't think that you would so i think it could help yeah with that even broader beyond downtown yeah even just like when you drive into town right like when which they did recently um like if you drive in down the south into the south side they've torn down a building or a house that oh yeah didn't look good and so that helps i mean it creates holes but i feel like sometimes holes are better than what was there yeah I was just driving by that like two days ago because mm-hmm. I I've strategically been looking at at houses and visual areas mm-hmm. uh, of town and finding out one can I invest in this house and turn a profit and then two actually get a double whammy and clean up the town and the most right. visual parts of the the uh, you know areas so um, I was driving by that and I'm like oh they must have just tore that down because it's uh, bare empty lot right yeah and then i think the santa fe auto club did a really nice job cleaning up that little area as you come in from the east side of town as well and then the west side usually looks decent because you've got two established well businesses right there right right but at at the end of the day if you are looking to move to larned or looking at any sort of long-term investment or investment period Mm -hmm. Your eyes will eventually go to downtown because yeah. that is the heart of a town. Um, and unfortunately or fortunately, you are judged off of your – the health yeah. of your town is judged off of downtown. Yeah, I agree. So, Catherine, would you do it all over again? And uh, have you enjoyed being a business owner? <laughs> I have enjoyed it. Um, it depends on what day you ask me if I would do it all over again. Today, probably um, – there have been times where I would tell you no. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard. It's hard to manage. Like last week, like Friday, Saturday, when I had to close the store, I tried really hard to keep my hours consistent. But when I can't, it 
over it makes me basically flusters me (laughs) and so i probably would have said no because i just don't have enough hours in the day but sure yeah it's fun and i enjoy it you call it a business i call it my it's my hobby (laughs) (laughs) so that's it it's all it's my hobby so far yeah i would like to thank you on behalf of uh lorned and and just the community i it's so exciting just hearing positive experiences from outside community outside of the community people and then within the community of of just uh how much they enjoy off-broadway boutique and um the experience that you provide and help provide to overall downtown so keep up the good work and and we hope that you're encouraged but um last question what advice would you give a young entrepreneur looking to start their own boutique oh um do your research, make sure you have a good accountant. I've learned that from, um, several of the boutique groups that I'm in that offer like training. And then, um, I'm in two that boutique owners, you can post in this Facebook group that like what your questions are. And I've just learned that there are so many that don't have good accountants and that's a hard one. Make sure you know how to do your books and keep them up to date because your accountant will like that as well. (laughs) Um, but otherwise, do your research. If you have questions, don't ever be afraid to reach out to another business owner because a lot of times they're willing to help. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's jumped out to me today is that you keep, you've keep you mentioned several types of the boutique groups that you're a part of. And if a listener's listening today and they're like, man, I really enjoy this and I'd like to, to be a hobby as well and be an entrepreneur, that they don't have to learn by themselves, that there's mm-hmm. other groups out there willing to help and support and give it Yeah, place. there's lots of, um, there's like Boutique Builders and the Boutique Hub and Instaboss and all sorts of groups that you can, some are free, a lot of them are pay, you have to pay to be a part of, but they offer trainings and things to help you along the way. Wow, so good. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. You're an inspiration of everything that you do, and so uh, so happy to have you. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Lorna Downtown Podcast. As always, God bless. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Lorna Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.